This is Zash Raymond, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. If you hadn't heard, Fulham are promoted. The Whites responded good to Friday's disappointment with an emphatic Tuesday as we saw off Preston North End with a very convincing 3-0 win. Mitro's fire continues to burn strong as our goal-scoring machine took his tally to 40 for the season, with victory taking us one step closer to winning the league title. Here to talk us through the Preston game, promotion and the small matter of our clash on the South Coast this weekend, our focus favourites, Dylan Chavez all the way from Zaragoza, and Matt Statoata, all the way from Sunny Margate. My name is Will Oakley, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Premier League Podcast. Fulham. Right, lads, I guess there's only one place to start. Fulham are promoted. Stato, I'll go to you first. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. We are back in the Premier League. It was a big win. It's it's exactly what we needed these last couple of weeks been a bit nervy because of the previous results but it, you know this result this was the result it just kind of proved there was never in doubt we needed that and yeah we're back in the premier league baby let's go yeah Sorry, no, i'm the same as stato to be fair really really buzzing thought it was a great performance last night and now just sort of really looking forward to the remaining four games of this season which should be looking, you look at the table, I don't think we could have four tougher games, really. I think we've got second, fourth, fifth and sixth, all left to play. But yeah, really looking forward to those four games and then just buzzing so they get cracking with next season, really. Some good good away games to look forward to, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, onto the game itself. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, Mitrovic hit 40 goals. Uh, he become became the second player in Fulham's history to score 40 goals. Uh, he overtook Bedford Jez's 39 goals last night, meaning that nobody under the age of 90 has seen anyone score more in a season for the club. Uh, he's already broken Ivan Tony's championship record, and he needs just two and three more, respectively, to catch Guy Whittingham's modern-day second-tier record and Frank Newton's club record of 43. Simply unplayable. Of course, his championship achievements are unbelievable. But next season, do you think he will be able to get that double-figure mark that some other fans are questioning? Dylan, do you think he'll score goals for us next season in the Premier League? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's it's an urban myth that he's not good enough for the Prem. I mean, you look at that eight, that 17-18 season when we were first... No, 17-18 was when we promoted my... That 18-19 season was our first sort of backing the Prem since we came back up. He got he got 11 goals that season. And then, um, you know, in a team that wasn't even that good, you know, obviously the results the results will show you that. But, you know, an underperforming team, he's still got 11 goals, which is an impressive feat. And then uh, last time out underneath Scott Parker, he was just, he was marginalised, wasn't he? You know, he wasn't given a fair chance. And I think if he if he played regularly and he given the sort of correct amount of football, the amount of football he deserved and the amount of, amount of football player of his calibre should be getting. And I think it could have been a different story last season, but obviously it wasn't to be. But yeah, I think this time it's, you know, third time lucky. Uh, yeah, it's worth pointing out though that he, he doesn't he doesn't just score, you know, he gets assists. I think he's, he's on eight the season, which is, you know, they've gone missing sort of alongside his 40 goals, but he's a really, really valuable asset for us. And yeah, no, just a completely, completely unbelievable season from a top, top player. 
Did you say, Will, that no one under the age of 90 has seen anyone score more goals in a season for the club? Is, is that right? Uh, I believe so. Oh, more wow. more of the season, yeah. Wow. We should ask Crenshaw where he was that day then. You know, if, it, was, it was that long ago. I'm sure he can remember it well, <laughs> that, old, that old timer. Um, but yeah, like... It's been a great season for everyone and Mitro has been a key factor in that. I think I saw a tweet earlier, something like um, without his goals would be 10th in the league and then solely with his 40 goals would be in the playoffs. And you know that just goes to show that he, how big of a contribution he is to this club. But at the same time, you know, I think that stat also does show that we're much more than just a one-man team. We're much more than just Mitro. But, you know, he very much does help and he's been, you know, a key factor in this team. Probably, you know, up there for our player of the season. I would expect him to be, you know, championship player of the season. And yeah, like, he's got three or four games to go to try and break that record. I, you know, odds are he's going to do it. I'm just wondering what game he's going to do it on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the assists thing is, is quite important, actually, because Silver has really made him into a more complete player than he's been under any manager. I mean, under Slavisa, you know, we knew he could score goals. And also in the championship under Parker, you know, he scores goals. That's what he does. But also this season under Silver, let's not forget how much of a, a big part he's had to play in the build-up play. He's been dropping deep, letting players overlap. And I think that's that's really important to to note, really. Yeah, definitely. He, you know, he. We talk about the forty goals, and that is the key headline. But there is so much more to his game now. And Silva has created a team that does play to his strengths. We have those wingers that do get balls into the box. We have those midfielders that play to his strengths. And then you know, with the players that when he does drop, when he does drop deep, players do go further ahead of him. And, you know, he's not just a goal scorer, he's a good creator as well. And, yeah, credit to Silver for getting such a good, you know, for getting the absolute best out of Mitro and long may that continue in the Prem. And talking about someone that helped Mitrovic out on against Preston, Joe Bryan is someone who hasn't had many opportunities this season. Uh, but he's coming recently and he's given us a bit more composure. He wasn't great against Derby. Uh, but as seen with the assist for the first goal, it was a perfectly weighted ball for Mitro. Talk me through that assist, you know, and the goal as well. I think the assist is really worth a mention here, Dylan. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It was a superb assist, you know, perfectly weighted pass from Brian. I think it might also have been, you know, a no-look ball, as the, as the kids say these days. But it was um, an exceptional piece of play and it sort of cut, I think it took about two or three of their players out in one in one move, really, which was just incredible. Uh, you know, he's he's. I'd say he's he's a big, big game player, isn't he? You know, Bristol City against Manchester United, he scored a, a, thun, a, a an absolutely thunderous strike. Um, obviously, Fulham versus Brentford in the playoff final, we know exactly what he did there. And then last night, you know, he he came back and played a really, really um, he had an important part to play in us getting those three points yesterday. I'd say, and uh, yeah, you know, he's um, at times he's sort of had to deputise for Anthony Robinson this season. So I have felt a bit frustrated for him, but I do sort of think that Robinson is the better player. You know, he's got the pace to bail him out. But, you know, Joe Bryan is, as deputy go, as deputies go in this league, there is absolutely no one better. And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm thrilled for him, to be honest, because I think he's a, he's a really nice guy off the pitch as well, it seems. So as the kids say, Dylan, from a no-look pass, how old are you? Uh, I'm 21, but I just uh, <laughs> forgot, I forgot what to say there. 
<laughs> no, fair enough. Um, it was a great assist, wasn't it? Um, I love Joe Bryan. He's just such a he's just such a nice guy, and he's a very intelligent footballer as well. He's, he's an intelligent guy. He, he he reads many a book, which is a sign of intelligence. And he's just he's a good guy, and I'm glad he's getting a run in the team at the moment. Um, obviously, Robinson's been there largely for the most of it, and you know it's just good to have two good options at left back in this division. Next season, maybe a different matter, but we don't talk about next season yet. We're just gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about what's how, what's gone well this season, and you know, we have two good left backs, and you know, it's 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 great to see. Stato, I know you've just said you don't want to talk about next season, but I am. I'm going to ask you guys, what oh, do we think about the left back situation? Because look, we've got Robinson and Brian. Are they both Premier League quality? Probably not quite. Do we keep both of them? Do we offload one and make the other back up? Or do we just get rid of both of them? How do you see the left-back slot going forwards, especially for next season in the Premier League? So, obviously, next season, we will need to strengthen. That is, you know, a question that, you know, it has an obvious answer. As much as we love this team at the moment, it's a very great team. It's it's achieving amazing things in the Championship. It does need to strengthen. I would say that left-back is less of a priority than other positions we have so getting a if if we do get another left back in that would be great and then sure that would probably mean one of robinson or brian probably would be brian unfortunately would leave or go out on loan but at the same time i would prioritize other positions first and foremost and if we end up with brian and robinson in the prem i think we'll still be okay i think when we were in the premier league last season robinson did perform well. Brian, he barely played, but you know he wasn't terrible. In this Marco Silva team, I have some confidence that they will be okay in the Prem. And yeah, there's just I think there's other priorities across the pitch that we do need to address first before we look to get a new left back in. Dylan, what, what do you think regarding that? Do you think Robinson and Brian would do for the Prem, or do you think we do need to bring someone in urgently? Because, like Stato said, you know, maybe it's not priority, but I've seen a number of fans say that it is priority. So I think it's really split in opinion. Um, I don't think it's a massive priority, to be honest with you. I think we need to sort of solidify the core of the team and make sure that is a like, top Premier League quality. I definitely don't think the solution would be, like you said, to sell both of them. I'd, I can't see that how that would end up well, but you know, I guess, I guess it is it is an area that has been sort of hotly debated over the past past few weeks, just because neither they just I think it was what it is is they sort of have different completely different styles, so you'll you'll find that one works against some teams, whilst the other works against different teams, and I think that's you know healthy competition, whether they're both at the required level, is something that we may need to see you know, through the first half of next season and then we just go in January and buy a new one if things aren't working. But we know how hard it can be to get, uh, you know, good talent at a premium price in January. It's like mission impossible, isn't it, really? But yeah, I, I think I'd give the benefit of the doubt to Robinson and Brian, see how they fare in the first half of next season. And if uh, things are going well, we can keep things as they are or if not, we can look to chop and change in the transfer window. Yeah, lovely. And regarding transfer business, Stato, I'll go to you on this one. Uh, do, do, how much do you think it helps us, the fact that we're promoted early on with, with a number of games to go and, you know, obviously we don't have to wait till after the playoffs. How much do you think that helps transfer business? It seems we've oh, already got that. It seems we've already got Solomon over the line. Um, 
yeah, how quickly do you want to see players coming in now? Oh, it, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, I can imagine that regardless of whether we go through the automatics, the playoffs, the club, uh, Tony Khan or whoever, you know, the transfer committee in this club probably do have a list of players that we'd want to get depending on what division we're in. And obviously going up for the playoffs, it delays that time to get that business done. Especially last time around, we had like three weeks to get ready for the season, which was ridiculous. Um, but this time around, you know, we're promoted now, like, as of today, we can now officially start scouting those players in more depth. We can start contacting those agents, trying to get those deals on the table. I can appreciate how Tony does love a late transfer deadline deal because in some aspects, you get better value from the deal. You can kind of squeeze the other clubs. Um, ha- um, you can squeeze the other club for a better deal because they'd be more desperate at that stage. But at the same time, there needs to be a balance of getting good players in so they can be integrated into the team correctly. They can have a proper pre-season with the team. Silver can get, you know, familiarised with them. And I think this opportunity of getting promoted now does give us the opportunity to get a few more deals over the line more quickly in before the season starts so we can have a, 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 a better gelled squad ready for that opening first game in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, what, what's the next position, or if there is any, that you would like to see us look at as, as soon as possible, really? Um, I think for me, it's going to have to be centre-back. Um, obviously, Tim Ream looks like he's on his way out. I think he's been absolutely superb this season. Pretty much, you know, faultless at times. He's definitely had games where he's been a, a 9 or even a 10 out of 10. Uh, but I think he could be on his way out. Tosin, you know, he... He goes between playing very well one week and then the next week he looks a bit shaky. Uh, so I think you know a Premier League centre back with um, with Premier League a Premier League quality centre back, sorry, with Premier League experience would be uh, top of my shopping list this summer. You know I've heard names such as Ben Mee and James Tarkowski floated around, and I guess you know there's the um, the reasonable debate whether you know with Ben Mee's traditional Route One style of play would that suit how we're trying to play? You know out from the back. Um, it's you know remains to be seen. I can't really see that working, but you know if they do get relegated, Burnley this season, those centre backs, you know they are some they are some top quality defenders, even if the results this season don't reflect it. So I'd like to see us going for one of them, maybe test the waters with a with a bid in in the, in the coming weeks. I can't think of any other targets off the top of my head, but I think centre back is one that needs addressing, and I think a, I think a nice a centre mid to accompany Harrison Reed in there would be would be ideal as well. I don't know with um, you know Carvalho's departure, Tom Kearney might be uh, pushed forward into the number ten role again next season. But uh, a top quality centre mid is, is definitely needed. I'd like to see Seri given a chance, but it's always good to have a, an option to fall back on should uh, should those two not work out the way we want them to. I'm I'm probably going to get um, a lot of the Tony Khan haters coming at me now, and to that I say, come at me, bro. Like it is what it is, but. To his credit, or to the club's credit, to Fulham, to the whoever is in charge of transfers, the last couple of windows, we have got it bang on. But that is that COVID season in the Premier League. Sure, it was a weird loan army, and that was probably impacted by finances and financial fair play. But a large majority of those loanees, they did work out. They were good signings, and the, and the permanent signs we did make, Tete and Tosin, have been great signings. And then the subsequent summer. This season, every signing bar Keener has been bang on. And then adding Neko Williams in in January was a great move as well. 
So, you know, I, I, you know, I have some faith that whoever we sign in over the summer will be a good signing for us and they will fit the team well. It seems that Marco Silva's got a good relationship with uh, the Fulham board now, with Ali Mack, with Tony Khan and whoever else is there. And there's a good working relationship there for us to get these good players in and, you know, for us to actually challenge in the Premier League this time round. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, when we went up uh, in 17, 18, was it? When we had, uh, you know, when we spent that 100 mil, it, it was wrong. It was completely wrong. But last time out, you know, we only improved. And hopefully this time it will just be another step up from last time and that will give us the, the best chance to stay up. So, Stato, a lot of people have been saying that Carvalho's heart hasn't been at Fulham, especially the last few games since he seems to have made his move to Liverpool. However, I thought he was actually unbelievable against Preston. And let's be real, throughout this season, he has been unreal. How key has he been for us throughout this season? And how how much of a big part has he played? Oh, he's been massive this season. He's been great. And, you know, ever ever since he broke into the team at the beginning of the season, he's been consistent. I reject. I kind of reject what people say in that he kind of dropped off a bit in January. I don't think that's true at all. I think he's kept up his performances. That hasn't, you know, what what happened in January hasn't deterred him at all. I don't think. Um, if people see that his performances have declined, well, that's because the whole team's performances have probably declined as well. It's not just him. And I think Preston get oh, the game yesterday. It showed perfectly, you know, how how good he is on his day and how good he can be. The, the way he took his goal was, was fantastic. His celebrations, he was loving it. Even at the full-time whistle, he, you know, he was loving life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, big shame that he's moving on. And it would have been great to have seen him in the Premier League with us. Could still happen. He might, he might lo- they might get loaned back, but it looks like that's not going to be the case. But yeah, he's, it's, you know, it's a shame he's leaving, but let's just enjoy it. Let's just, you know, enjoy the memories of what we've had for him this season. And yeah, it's been a special season and he's been a giant part of that. No, I, I agree with Stato really, you know, the same about the, you know, him dropping off in January. Um, don't, don't think that really happens. I mean, I don't really understand how like a section of the fans, they, they seem to think that this 19 year old kid can uh, perform at some sort of superhuman level throughout the whole season without having a few games where, he just looks slightly off the pace a little bit, which is completely natural. You know, it's his first season in professional football and the way he's been playing since he came into the side, you know, you just have no idea that that was the case if you come down from a foreign planet to, to watch Fulham for the first time. You'd have no idea because he's... I said actually on TalkSport yesterday, he's the, I think he's the most technically gifted player that I've, I've seen play for Fulham, you know, aside from Moussa Dembele, uh, the, the one who went to Spurs. I mean, he was just different gravy. But yeah, Carvalho is definitely... the the best thing I've seen since him. You know, nine goals this season from a 19-year-old and, you know, assists really to match. He's been superb and we are going to miss him next season, despite what some fans seem to think. Hopefully, you know, last night we saw those pictures of him on his phone in the celebrations. Maybe, just maybe, he was calling Jurgen Klopp and telling him, I don't want to play with Salah, I want to, I want to keep feeding Mitrovic, as the, uh, as the tweet said. Well, let's hope so, but I, I'm not too sure about that. But the atmosphere was unreal last night. Like you say about the celebrations, you know, it, it was crazy. Um, one of the best I've ever seen. Everyone was bouncing and, of course, onto the pitch afterwards. 
I know you two weren't there, but what did it look like on TV? I mean, for me, from the pitch, it was absolutely amazing. So, yeah, it was incredible. Just, you know, we've seen all three sides of the stadium bouncing, you know, apart from the small portion of Preston fans. And, yeah, you don't really get evenings like that too much too much at the cottage. It was obviously the first time uh, fans have been on the pitch since 2018 and that special, special night against Derby. But then you go back from that Derby game, you're probably looking at, you know, the Europa League run for for nights with that sort of atmosphere, you know, the time before then. So it's really, these nights are few and far between. And uh, it was just, yeah, so special it looked like. And you know, obviously the fans on the pitch, uh, you know, uh, mingling with the players, Marco Silva getting involved as well was great to see. Uh, you know, gentleman Jim, he wasn't too keen, but uh, it was funny. As soon as the fans left, he, he didn't have a problem with running onto the pitch. He said he, he fancied a sprint down there, but, uh, you know, each their own, I guess. But, yeah, I, I'm gutted I couldn't be there. But, uh, you know, a special night for everyone. And, you know, the main, the main thing is we got promoted. That's a bit part of that, isn't it? I don't know about you, Sato. How, how did you find it? Oh, yeah, you could tell just from watching it that it was just an electric atmosphere. You could hear the fans so clearly through through the TV, and from that first go, it was just a party atmosphere all evening. And you know, it's 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 days like these that you know I regret living by the seaside and not in London, so I could go to that midweek game like this, and you know, experience that. And it, it was just a wonderful atmosphere. And the pitch invasion at the end, there are people that will hate it, <laughs> gentlemen, Jim. <laughs> but come on, we just got promoted. It was, it's a good atmosphere. There was no harm, you know, to any of the players. Um, I do feel a bit for the groundsmen um, for the work they're going to have to do to, to the day after. But hey, we've got two home games left anyway. So, you know, it's, it's not that big, not that much damage. And yeah, it was just a nice, it was just a nice evening all around. And, you know, what better way to give promotion than under the lights at home? It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I do think some of the stewards need to calm down a little bit. I mean, I know we're not really supposed to be on the pitch, but there was some absolute madness going on from them. But anyway, at the end of the day, it was a great night and great celebrations. And all that matters is we got promoted. All right, now on to the Bournemouth game. Fulham have scored the most goals this season with 98 goals, which is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, whereas Scott Parker's Bournemouth have the best defence in the league, conceding only 35, which is two less than us. Uh, some might say an unstoppable force v an unmovable object. Last time out, Fulham had 24 shots compared to Bournemouth's eight. Will it be a matter of Fulham attacking and Bournemouth defending over the majority of the 90 minutes? What do you think, Dylan? Um, I actually think it'll be quite an open game. Uh, that said, Bournemouth's pitch is, is quite small. I've been there before. I don't know about you, but I was there at the uh, the one nil victory in the Premier League, which is actually uh, three years ago today. It came up on my Facebook, and uh, some great memories from that day. And uh, really jealous of everyone who's getting to go along this weekend. I'm, I'm sure it'll be amazing. But yeah, I think it's going to be an end to end game. I think Bournemouth will be just as desperate to win as we are. Really, you know, they're looking to secure promotion. Yeah, know it's probably an inevitable second place for them now. Really, I hope those words don't come back to bite me. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they'll come out at us. But I think we'll go back just as hard, if not harder. You know, Mitrovic, of course, will be desperate to score. Maybe a brace this weekend, which would take us to a hundred goals and him level with uh, Guy Whittingham on forty-two goals. It should be a, it should be a cracking spectacle this this coming Saturday. And I, I can't wait to watch it. 
yeah, like you say, Mitrovic uh, didn't score last time out against Bournemouth, meaning they actually joined an elite group of clubs he hasn't scored against this season, including only Sheffield United, Coventry and Derby. Uh, do you think he will score this time out, Stato? I think, you know, he's going to make it his mission to want to score, to be honest. Um, it, I think I think the game on Saturday, it's great that we've got promotion wrapped up now. And I think we'd love nothing more than to beat Bournemouth and to virtually all but seal the title against Bournemouth at Bournemouth ground. It'd be great to see. At the same time, if, if that doesn't happen, because, you know, the players have been out on the piss today and <laughs> they're going to have a few days to prepare. If they don't win, it's not the end of the world because, hey, we're still going to be six points ahead of them. Sure, they'll have a game in hand, but they're not going to win every game between now and the end. They've got a really, really hard run in as well. We'll win a couple more before the end. So, you know, it's just going to be a nice day. It's just going to be a fun day out in Bournemouth and hopefully we can get that win for it. Hopefully, Micho will score and hopefully we'll see Scott Parker cry. And, you know, that's, that's, all, that's all a boy can wish for. Yeah, let's really hope so. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, last time Silver faced Parker's men was the 3rd of December, where the game ended 1-0. Uh, what do we need to do differently than last time? Do you think uh, there's a certain player that's needed to play against a, a rather possession-based side, maybe? Or do you think there's something we need to do differently to get all three points this time out? Well, look, there's we know, we know what a Scott Parker team is like, and they're going to have a lot of the ball, and they're going to be passing it around. And... I think what's important is to make sure that those concentration levels don't drop. We conceded straight, like right at the beginning of the second half last time, and that, you know, straight from the kickoff, there's that little lapse in concentration that gave Bournemouth that opportunity. And we need to avoid that this time round. I think what's also important is that we do need to score first because, well, one, our record when we go behind hasn't been perfect under Silver, but, you know, in recent times we have kind of fought back. But also, too, you know what Scott Parker's like when we go one net, when his teams go one nil up, he'll park that bus and it'll make it even harder to score. And that's what happened last time. They they scored and then it was just attack versus defence and we got that chance at the end to make it one all. If we can score first this time, that will immediately put them on that back foot and you know it will it will it will change the game for us. It will it will make things easier for us and you know it'll be able we'll be able to get them out on the counter-attack a lot more. I think in terms of personnel that we need, I can't quite remember who started last time in the in the last game um, against Bournemouth, but I'd, 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 I'd stay unbeaten. I'd stay unchanged from what we had against Preston. I think at the moment, that's arguably our most informed player, so therefore is our you know, strongest team at the moment. And I'd keep it as that and just, yeah, go to Bournemouth and play our game. Dylan, anything to add or should we move on? Yeah, no, um, I I really think I'd do, you know, something similar to what we uh, what we tried in December because I don't think we did a lot wrong, you know. I remember us playing quite well. Um, I think obviously we'll see Neko Williams in the team who wasn't, wasn't here in December, but I can I can give you the lineup from that game that we played against them at the start of December, you know, on Friday night lights in front of the uh, Sky cameras. It was uh, Marek Brodak in goal, Joe Bryan at left back, uh, Tim Ream and Tossin in a centre-back partnership. Dennis Adoy at right-back. John McHale-Surry and Harrison Reed in the uh, central midfield. That double pivot that we've uh, grown to know and love this season. And then a 
you know, the front four sort of, you know, reads itself out, picks itself, doesn't it? Harry Wilson, Fabio Carvalho, Nitskin Skibano and Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, we only bought two subs on that day and they were Tom Kearney and Bobby Reeves, you know, push for that late so, equaliser. So based on that, the only changes I'd make is obviously Adoy for Williams and Kearney in the Serie. I think that'll be okay. At the same time, if Seri starts again, I wouldn't be wouldn't be against that. Um, I know how I know Reed. He did go off yesterday, but and I wasn't. The commentator did mention that he might have a little knock or something. So I'm not sure if that will impact the team on Saturday. I hope it doesn't, because I'd like to see Reed play. Uh, if he doesn't, I'm not entirely sold on a Seri and Kearney midfield duo. So I'd probably want to bring Chalabar in just to have that extra bit of steel, especially against that Bournemouth midfield or you know Jefferson Lerma, Lewis Cook, all those types of players that are quite tricky in the middle. So, yeah, I think that's what I'd go for on Saturday, providing everyone's injury-free. Yeah, I agree. I think Reed and Kearney is probably our best option. Kearney was the one that got the assist for, for Tosin's goal last time out. So, yeah, I, I think Kearney and Reed is our best midfield duo. I think it has been this season. And I, I do agree. I think uh, Seri and Kearney would not be defensive enough. That's, that's a bit of a pushover midfield. So if necessary, Chalaba might have to come in. But yeah, look, I, I think we have so much depth this year. You know, like like we were saying earlier about, is it Robinson or Brian? Does it make that much of a difference? Is it, you know, is it Kearney or Seri? Does it make that much of a difference? I just think we have such a strong squad that, if there's one or two players missing, we have so many players that can just adjust and play that will be all right. And I do think we'll be all right on the weekend against Bournemouth. And the away end is completely sold out of the vitality. I had to pay 80 quid for a ticket. Ridiculous, but nevertheless, I did end up doing it. Uh, do you expect a good crowd? Not just from us, but also from the home side, Dylan. Yeah, of course. You know, the champions come into town. Who who wouldn't want a bit of, a bit of that action? No, I think it's going to be a, a cracking game here. Like I said, it's a small stadium. The crowd are right on top of you. If you've been to the Vitality before, you'll know that sort of the front rows are literally, you know, you're a couple of metres away from the players when they're taking a throw and you can literally touch them when they're doing the warm-ups. It's, uh, yeah, so they get right on top of you. It'll be a, a, a big atmosphere, I'm saying. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we can, you know, take the front foot early, get that early goal and, um, you know, put Bournemouth on the back foot and then the game will be ours from there on in. Is that Fingers crossed. 100%. And like you say, champions in town. Frenchy has got his new Champions 22 shirt that he's wearing down there. So let's see how that goes down. I mean, I'm sure no one from Bournemouth will, will be doing that much. Um, now, we would effectively seal the title if we beat Bournemouth due to our unbelievable goal difference. Stato, do you think that the pressure could end up getting the better of the team? I don't think so at all. I think the pressure that we saw was in the couple of games against Coventry and Derby that we lost. But I think now that we've now that we've won the league, now we've got promotion, sorry, that pressure's been lifted now and you know, winning the title was more of a formality at this point. I think you know, getting that big 3-0 win against Preston and having that giant weight lifted will that will go free the players almost. It will it, they'll have that sense of freedom to just go out and just enjoy the game now because promotion's done. They won't be on their holidays or anything because they know Bournemouth is a big game, but you know, they they don't have to they they're going to this game knowing that you know the stakes aren't actually as big as they were or as big as they could have been. And they can just enjoy their game, play football and 
you know, win, <laughs> have a good game. So, Dylan, do you think the pressure could get the better of the team? Obviously, like Stato said, champions come into town if if you want to look at look at it like that. It's a massive game. I mean, obviously, we're all looking back at the promotion, but the fact it is first week, second, the pressure could definitely get to the players' heads. What, what do you think? Um, I could see how it might, but, you know, I don't think it really will because, you know, we've already gone up. There's the main aim sort of ticked off. You know, the title is just a bonus now. But even so, I think it's it's one win, isn't it, from our last four that will effectively seal us a title. And that's a form of win or air games. So I don't think they'll really be feeling the pressure to go out there and get a result because they know they've got more chances to get that result if needs be. And they also know that they're good enough to get the result. You know, um, we're obviously promoted. That's enough evidence for them to say, you know, look, we're good enough to get the result if it doesn't go our way against if it doesn't go our way against Bournemouth and go against Forest and you know worst case if it doesn't go our way against Forest and Bournemouth you know we've got Luton and then Sheffield United but I think you know this is a supremely talented bunch of players we will eventually get that win and uh, yeah no so I can't really see pressure coming into it too much I think you know these players understand that there will be bigger games in their careers that they have to play and they have played you know other than Bournemouth the game after sealing promotion but yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens. But I think we'll be just all right on Saturday. Lovely. And what is your score prediction for the weekend, Dylan? Oh, now my heart says eight nil with Mitrovic scoring all eight, uh, a couple of headers, bicycle kicks, and a massive knee slide in front of Scott Parker. But my head says two one Fulham. I do think Mitrovic will score two, uh, but I, I can't see it being a, you know a runaway victory. I think it'd be a very closely fought game. We'll, we'll probably take the lead. They'll get one back and then Mitrovic will score the winner. Not too late on, but late on enough. If you fancy a bet, there it is. 2-1 Fulham. And Stato's score prediction as well, please. Yeah, I'm going to go for a little 2-0 Fulham, I reckon. I reckon we'll score first. That'll put Bournemouth from the uh, back foot and they'll just pass it around, have a lot of the ball. And then we'll get them on the counter, make it 2-0, job done, happy days. Back to London we go with the three points. Absolutely. I think it will actually only be 1 0. I don't, I actually can't see Bournemouth scoring. I think last time they got quite lucky with their goal. Like you said, it was just after half time. Um, I, you know, we attacked for the whole time, but Bournemouth are a good defensive side. You know, we've, we've experienced Parker football before, unfortunately. And look, we know how defensive he can be. So I do think they'll defend well. They always will, but I think we'll just get that one goal. That's a bit better than theirs, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I've actually, I've actually got a question for you. So when we go one up at the weekend and we we all start singing, uh, "You you have to live here, we get to go home." What are you going to do? Yeah, I, that's a difficult one for me. I've I've just got to go around the corner back home. But yeah, I, I think I'll sing it. I mean, I'll, I'll just get the train back and then pretend that I live in London. Hey, there you go. The Probably the correct think. answer. Yeah. Pop back to Bournemouth afterwards. Well, thank you for joining me, guys, and thank you for listening to the Full and Focus podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and follow on Twitter and Instagram, all Full and Focus of some variant. And also, don't forget that we are Premier League. Thank you. <laughs>